Yesterday, Carol had, had the opportunity to see some parts of South, South Carolina we have not seen. We, we went, went back roads to, we've, we've gone, gone to Aiken, Aiken and, and we, we came, came back, back on back roads and we saw, saw some things, just beautiful, beautiful countryside. And I also can tell you we saw the smallest pig I've ever seen. Uh, it's called the Cooney Cooney. And we stopped at a, uh, I think it was a QT. And, and uh, you, you can, can see Carol, Carol she has, has pictures of this little pig that was only a, a week old. It's so small, I call it two strips, because about two strips of bacon is all you could get out of that pig. pig. And uh, it was a beautiful little pig. And we went through the countryside, it's so gorgeous. We saw a lot of farms that had their own pond. And, and, and every so often we would see this big, round Bell of hay, you know, yeah. and there would and there be thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And I couldn't help but think of Ken Forrester when I saw all that hay in the field. Because, because he told me, and Alan, you might be able to tell me this is true, but I, he told me that the agriculture department of the United States had outlawed the, the, uh, those kind of hay bales. That this is the last year there's going to be round ones because the government believes that uh, all cattle deserve a square meal. Is, is that, that true? true? That's, That's what, what Pastor, Pastor Ken, Ken told me on the phone one day. I just, I just wanted y'all to get some idea about, about the wisdom he possesses. It's, it's fun, fun to have fun in church, church isn't, isn't it? I mean, I mean if, if we, we can't have, have fun in church, where can we go? Where can we be to have fun? Well, there's going to come a time when we're going to have ultimate fun because we will see our Savior face to face. We'll see, we'll see those, those who've gone, gone before, before us. We're, We're going, going to, to a prepared place for prepared people. The choir wants to sing about that this morning. morning.
thank you, choir. Would you stand with us? We're going to sing to begin an old hymn this morning. Have faith in God. Let's stand together as we sing.
thinking. Yes, yes give, give the Lord, Lord a hand, hand of praise, praise this morning. And you, and may, you may be seated. seated. Amen and amen. Aren't you grateful that we get to come to the house of the Lord today and to sing songs like that? Amen? Man, what a day that is truly going to be. So good to see each of you today. Glad that you are a part of the service today here at Poplar Springs. So good to see each of you. And if you're watching by internet, glad that you are viewing with us as well. If you're a guest today, a lot of places that you could be, but we're thankful that you are here worshiping with us. Us today. today. We're, We're in, in the, the book, book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Can, Can you, you believe, believe it? Today, today we're going to finish up our study in the book of Nehemiah. And uh, I've looked forward to today and I hope you have as well. How many of you have a cell phone? Just, Just out, out of curiosity, curiosity. okay? okay. Met, met most, most of us in here, all right? And uh, this is a brand new cell phone that I have. have. And, uh, but because my old cell phone, and by the way, I learned something today. I learned that I have to be very careful with what I say to Scott McClellan. And he did not tell a lie. I did tell him that corny joke, all right? And so there you go, all right? It is. Confession is good for the soul. And so for the last several weeks, I had an issue with my old cell phone. And it would be fully charged. I'd have four bars, lots of strength, but it would just drop phone calls. I may be able to talk two minutes, and then it would just drop. I could talk 30 minutes, and then it would drop. And so I took it in, and a very kind salesman was there, and an associate at Verizon, and I said, hey, here's what's going on. He said, hmm, sounds like you've got a bad SIM card, so we changed out my SIM card. All right? And so that lasted about 20 minutes. And, and so, so, you know, you just, know, just timing, timing of trying, trying to go, go back, take a phone. You know, you know I, I, I went online. I did everything they said to do online. I called Verizon. Precious lady kind of walked me through some steps. But, but none, none of it worked. And, and, and so, so finally I went back, back uh, again. again. And they said, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to order you a, a new cell phone because your cell phone just keeps dropping. And here's what I found out about calls, calls that, that drop. They, they drop because they, they get, get disconnected from, from the cellular network. network. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Because, because my cell phone, the, the old one, is, is a perfect illustration of what I'm going to speak about today. You know, you know, all throughout, throughout the study, study of Nehemiah, we've, we've seen how that God can give someone a burden, a people a burden. And when, and you, when fall you fall under that, that burden, God will give you instructions. And so, so all the instructions that Nehemiah had came from this, this, this burden that God had put upon his heart. And he really began to pray. And, 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 and all through the book of Nehemiah, you see how important prayer is. Prayer is important for a pastor. It's important for leadership. It's important for every single person who names the name of Jesus. And so, so lays throughout this entire book is just this, this need to constantly be attached to our spiritual network. Somebody say amen. amen. All right? But if, but if you, you get, get disconnected from your spiritual network, uh, you're going to drop, drop some calls with Jesus, Jesus right? And if, and if you, you drop, drop some calls with Jesus, you can find yourself in a very frustrating place. place. I can't tell. The, the other day, I called Scott. This is no joke. And in 20 minutes' time, it dropped. I, I counted nine times. He counted 12. He just exaggerates. All right? But, but needless, needless to say, do you know how frustrating it is when you're trying to have a very simple conversation and the phone just drops, right? It just drops. So you... Have you, have you ever been frustrated in your walk with the Lord? You, you, you feel like you just ever had those ups and downs where you feel connected and you, 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 you feel, you just kind of feel His presence and your walk. And you seem to be so assured of that. When you pray, you really felt like you got hold of heaven. When you are in the Word, you feel like Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is right there just feeding your soul. But then there are moments that it can become very dry, right? 
And so today, I want us to think about this final message you know, in, in the book of Nehemiah. We've entitled the whole series, Living an Intentional Life. And, 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 and what I pray is, this is something that we become very intentional to think through. And that is this. Are we living with convictions or are we living with compromise? So last week, we, we began to look and see how that... You know, you know, they're, they're dedicating, dedicating the wall, and it's, it's like, like a spiritual high. high. And they, they made these vows. And they, and they said, you know what, we're, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna go back and, and, and keep the vows of separation. The word separation literally has its root in the word holy. Did you know that the word holy means to cut and to separate? To cut and to separate. And so, and so it's the, the idea that we're going to separate ourselves from anything that does not resemble Jesus. We're going to cut that away, separate ourselves, and they made a commitment to that. They say we're going to keep the vow to support the house of God. It had to do with their, 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 their finances and bringing their tithes to the storehouse. They say we're going to keep the vow of Sabbath. We're going to learn to rest when God says to rest. And, and just enjoy him. And then they said, we're, we're going to keep the vow of marriage. We're going to be sure that our marriage, our home life is holy unto the Lord. Now, do you remember they made that covenant, right? As a matter of fact, the leaders and all people, they signed that covenant together. So they were making a statement. And now, and now by the time you get to chapter 13, here's what you discover. You discover that Nehemiah has been away. Now, if now, you, you remember, remember chapter, chapter 1, King Artaxerxes said, you can go. I'll help supply what you need, but I don't want you to be gone forever when you come back. Right? And so, and so Nehemiah, being a committed follower of the Lord, he kept that, he kept that commitment. And so, we, we don't know an exact timeline. But, but here's, here's what, what we do know. We, we do know that Nehemiah went back to King Artaxerxes. He was true to his word. word. By, the By the time we get to chapter 13, he's, he's gone back, but now, now he's come back to Jerusalem. And chapter 13, we get a bird's eye view of everything that he finds upon his return. Now, now, for the, the sake, sake of time today, today I'm not, not going to read the entire chapter, even though I literally want to walk through the entire chapter this morning. But if, but if you, you have, have a copy of God's Word, Nehemiah chapter 13, I'm going to ask you to stand with me. And we're just going to, as we honor the reading of God's Word, and I may bounce around a little bit this morning. But before we do that, hold your Bible up and say, this is the Bible. God's holy, infallible, inerrant, perfect, life-giving, life-changing Word. And on that day, they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people. And it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite entered the assembly of God. For they did not meet the people of Israel with bread and water to hire Balaam against them to curse them. And yet our God turned the curse into a blessing. As soon as the people heard the law, they separated from Israel all those of foreign descent. Now, this was before Elisha, the priest, who was appointed over the chambers of the house of God, and who was related to Tobiah. Does anybody here remember Tobiah? Remember, he's one of the bad guys, right? And look what happens. Prepare for Tobiah a large chamber where they had previously put the grain offering. So where they were supposed to put the grain offering, hey, there was no grain offering. It was an empty room. And the high priest said, hey, since there's an empty room here, why don't you come in here? The frankincense, the vessels, the ties of grain, wine, oil, none of that was in there. Which, which were given, given by commandments to the Levites, the singers, and the gatekeepers, and the, and the contributions for the priest. While this was taking place, I was not in Jerusalem. For in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I went to the king. And at some time, I asked the leave of the king and come to Jerusalem. And then I discovered the evil that Elisha had done for Tobiah. 
preparing for him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And I was very angry. You ever been angry? I want you to understand, this is a righteous anger here. Okay? He's not operating in his flesh. This is a righteous anger. And I threw all the household furniture. That'd be fun if you could do something like that, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, I, I just, just got, got the flesh. flesh. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Verse, Verse 8. And, and I was very angry. And I threw all the household furniture to buy out of the chamber that I gave orders. And they cleansed the, the chambers. And I brought back there the vessels of the house of God. And with it the grain offering and the frankincense. Now let me just say this and then I'm going to pray. If I read the rest of this chapter, here's what you're going to discover. The first covenant they said they were going to keep, they broke. Okay. They didn't, they didn't separate, separate themselves. themselves. And then and what you're going to discover is they didn't, didn't support the house of God. That's, That's why, why there was, was no grain offerings, offerings and the frankincense and the wine. Because they stopped giving. And then, and then you're going to discover they did not keep the Sabbath. They, they just bought and traded just like it was any other day. And then, and then you will discover they begun to intermarry with the very people that God said don't do that with. So here it is. I'm just, just going to be brutally honest with you today. I can so identify with this text. Because sometimes I see in my own heart and life commitments that I made to the Lord. And yet I find myself not keeping those commitments. You ever been there? Well, let's, let's see if we, we can, can take, take this word and allow the Holy Spirit to show us a word of encouragement today. So, so Father, I believe all of us can identify with these people here in the text. Lord, Lord many, many of us in this room, maybe, maybe, maybe even right now, feel a sense of Holy Ghost conviction because, Lord, there's things that we promised or said that, Lord, we just haven't been faithful to Lord, even, even in something, something as simple as a quiet time, God, God to, to, to just spend time with you each day, Lord, sometimes we can start out and our intentions are good, but Lord, somehow, some way, we let things just creep in, and very subtly, the very things that we said we would never do, God, we find ourselves doing. And so, Lord, I pray that you would take the word today. and Lord, that we would just simply sit at your feet and that you, the God of grace and mercy, would show us that, God, you're not going to throw us away. But, God, there is a way that we can come clean and right with you. And so, Lord, we, we, just, we just ask that you come and that, God, you speak to us today. And we, and we ask this, this in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God, God bless you. You can be seated. I will start, start off today by, by simply saying, be aware. Okay? Be aware of the danger of gradual compromise. That, that's exactly what you see going on in this text. Again, let me, let me, let me just say this. I want, I want to be so crystal clear. In verses 1 through 7, you see that they, were, they did not keep the vow of separation. In verse 10, they did not keep the support for the house of God. In verses 15 and 16, they did not keep the Sabbath. In verses 23 and 24, they had not kept the vow of marriage. Have you ever stopped and just asked yourself, Lord, how does this kind of stuff happen? Can I give you three things that I can look in my own life and I believe that I can see all through the scriptures that can happen to any of God's children? Number one is this. Sometimes we have an unbiblical attitude towards sin. That sometimes we can become more self-centered than God-centered. 
that sometimes we, we know what God's Word says, we know what we've committed to, but there are those moments where we just want to be happy, we just want to be fulfilled, and somehow, someway, we begin to rationalize and justify a lie of the enemy. And we, and we say, say things, things like this, I deserve that. that. Right? I, I deserve that. that. And, 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 and what, what happens, happens is all of a sudden we, we just move from a place of pursuing holiness to pursuing happiness. And, and I, I, listen, I, I, I know, I, I get that, that. I wrestle with that, that y'all. I do, I, do, I wrestle with that. With that. But, but at, at the, the end, end of the day, day when, I, when, I, when I see the, the revelation of God's Word, and I see who God is, and, and the covenant that we have entered into with Him because of Jesus, that the true goal of a heart cannot be just to be happy. The, 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 the goal is to be holy, right? To be like Jesus. And so, so sometimes, sometimes I think we, we can, can have an, an unbiblical attitude towards sin. sin. If, if God calls it sin, we should call it sin, sin right? But, but sometimes, sometimes that's not what we do. We kind, we kind of, of dumb, dumb it down. down. And when we, we say, say things, things like this, that's, that's an archaic belief. It's, it's, it's 2022. Come on, man. I got, I got news, news for you. you. The, the Word of God, God is sure and it stands forever just as it is, right? The Bible, the Bible says heaven and earth can pass away, but His, His Word is going to stand forever. The second thing I know is true is that we fail to see our part in the promise. Sometimes when I make a covenant or a commitment to the Father, you know what I can do? I can forget that I have a part in that as well. It's called responsibility. God can do what God can do, but God expects us to do what he's called us to do, right? And sometimes what I do, and maybe what you do, is we fail to live by faith, and we begin to, to act in our flesh, and we, 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 we just don't take the personal responsibility that we should take to walk in holiness. God will always do his part. There is no doubt about that. But, but so should we. we. And, and I, I wonder, wonder, is that, that what happened after Nehemiah left? left? Did, Did they, they just stop, stop really thinking through the biblical lens? Did they, they stop, stop thinking through the, the truth of the word? Did they believe that God is faithful? And yes, he is. But did they, did they fail to realize that God is going to require them for their own personal part of holiness? Number three, maybe, maybe we, we just, just don't take, take the Word of God seriously. And when, when we fail to take the Word seriously, listen to me, church, we do not take sin seriously. A wise man of God once said this, the more accessible sin is, the more acceptable sin becomes. And so, so if, if I choose not to take seriously the Word of God, guess what, what, I'll, guess what follows that? that? So, so simply, simply, I won't take sin seriously either. And so, so Nehemiah comes back and, and, and he, he, he just notices that every single commitment to the covenant has not been fulfilled. So, so what did he do? Point, Point number two, two. When, when dealing, dealing with, with sin, act decisively. I mean, Nehemiah did not play around. And, and, and I, wanna, I really want to be careful with this. I want to take my time with this. But, but look, look at verse, verse 7. And he, and he came to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I then discovered the evil. So he begins to see all the things that are taking place. So, so what, what did he do about, about it? Verse 8. He said, I was very... Angry. There, there is, is a righteous anger. You should be angered when you see injustice. It's okay to be angry at sin. Right? I, I think that is very clear in the scriptures. And so his righteous anger began to take action. He began to act decisively. And he began to throw things out. 
So, so let's, let's just take, take each of these one by one. one. So, so in, in dealing with, with Tobiah, what, what did he do? He, he saw what was going on. on. He, he became, became angry. angry. He, he started, started taking action. And, and here's, here's what, what he did. did. He started casting all of his stuff. I mean, he, he threw, threw all of his stuff out of the chamber. I was very angry. I threw all the household furniture of Tobiah out of the chamber. Then, then I, gave I gave orders that they, they cleanse the chambers, and I brought back there the vessels of the house of God with the grain offering and the frankincense. Say, so Ken, why is that so critical? I'll tell you why. But because what Tobiah represents is relationships. Do you understand that relationships matter? My boys, boys they, they probably, probably heard this more than they, than they want to admit they heard it growing up. But one, one of my staple statements to my boys was always this. You show me your friends and I will show you your future. Dr. Howard Hendricks was known for sharing with the seminary students two factors that would determine where a person would be in two years or in ten years. And, and, and it was these, these two, two things, things, the, the books, books they read and the, the friends they keep. So do you, so you understand, understand what's going, going on here? God, God is saying through the vow of separation, it is critically important who you hanging out with. I know that can sound archaic. I know, I know that, that may sound, sound like old-fashioned preacher, but I'm here to tell you, friend, that, that is still true today. Be careful because it, 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 relationships matter. The, the second, second thing is they had forsaken the house of God. So what, what did he do? And I also found, verse 10, that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them, so that the Levites and the singers who did the work each fled to his field. So he knew that they were not bringing in the tithes and the offerings. They were not taking care of the house of God as they had committed to. This was an issue of their finances. And so, and so they, they had been, been you, know, you know, pursuing business more than pursuing the worship of God. And so, so Nehemiah said, that has got, got to change. So, so I confronted the officials and said, why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their stations. Then all Judah brought the tithes and the grain and the wine and the oil and the storehouses. And I appointed as treasures over the storehouses. So you see, I mean, he acted decisively. Here's the problem. Here's the spiritual remedy. And he got on with the program. Here's, Here's the third thing. thing. It, it, was, it, was, it was about the, 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 the observance of the Sabbath. Sabbath. And, so and so in, in verses 17, look at verse 17. He knew they had not been keeping the Sabbath. Sabbath. I'll back, back up to verse 15. In those days, days I saw in Judah the people treading winepress on the Sabbath. And bringing in heaps of grain and loading them on the donkeys and also wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. So what did he do? He acted decisively. I warned them on the day when they so fooled. Tyrants also, who lived in the city, brought in fish and all kinds of goods and sold them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. In Jerusalem itself, and I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, Why is this evil thing that you are doing, profaning the Sabbath? Did not your fathers act this way? Did, our, did not our God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Now you're bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. So what did he do? As soon as it began to grow dark, dark at the gates, gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath. I commanded that the doors be shut and gave orders that they should not be open until after the Sabbath. And I stationed some of my servants at the gates that no load might be brought in on the Sabbath day. Then the merchants and sellers of all kinds of wares, they lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice, but I warned them and said to them, why do you lodge outside the wall? If you, if you do, do so, so again, again, I will lay my hands on you. 
Lord, have mercy. mercy. It's, it's going to get, get better in just, just a minute. minute. Nehemiah's, Nehemiah's going to go flare on somebody. I'm going to show you in just a minute. minute. He, he is, is going, going to go WWE on some folks in a minute. But you understand, I want you to feel this. When, when you, you see sin, what, what do you do, do with it? Do you, do you coddle it? Do you protect it? Do you justify it? Or do you, do you act decisively on it? On it? And, and the, the beautiful, beautiful picture here in the text today is when you see sin and God shows you sin, the best thing you and I can do is to, one, agree with God about that sin, number two, act decisively upon it. Don't play with it. Deal with, with it. it. Then, then he, he talked, talked about, about their marriage. In verse 25 and 26. Look, Look what he, he says in verse 23. In those days also I saw the Jews who had married women of Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. And, and, and I, I wish I had time to go into all that, but I don't. You just, just got you just got you just got to stick with me, all right? And half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod, and they could not speak the language of Judah, but only the language of each people. And I confronted them and cursed them. Now, when he says cursed, I mean he didn't. You with me, right? If I say that today, if I say I'm going to curse you, you might think I'm going to say bad words, right? But but that's not exactly what's going on here. He is he is laying the lumber. But, but he, he is, is calling them out, out okay? okay? He's, He's calling, calling them out. And, and I confronted them and cursed them and beat some of them and pulled out their hair. I've, I've seen the deacons meet like, like that, that one time. time. I said, Ken, is, is that, that really in the Bible? Bible? I mean, it, 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 I just read it. It's, it's right there in the scriptures. scriptures. Now, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying that's how a pastor should always deal <laughs> with, with people, people in the church, church all right? I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not going there. But what, what I am saying is, do you, do you feel the weight of the intensity? He acted. I hope you hear my heart today. One, One reason many of us struggle in our spiritual walk with Jesus is because we're way too passive. We're passive. We think if we ignore something, it'll get better. If I don't deal with it somehow, it'll go away. And friend, that's, that's not true. The beautiful picture I have in Scripture today is that when God confronts us with our sin, we deal with it decisively, aggressively. We don't play with it. Bailey Smith once said, the sin that you cover up, God will eventually uncover, but the sin you uncover, He will cover. I don't, I don't want, want you walking, walking around, around in shame. shame. I, don't I don't want you walking around, around in defeat. I don't want you to have all this spiritual regret. I want you to have this, this, this living and vibrant relationship with Jesus. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be perfect. Lord, have mercy. I'm telling you, I am far from that. I have, I have a feeling, listen, <laughs> you guys, guys that are here, here we, we put our pants on the same way, right? One, one leg, leg at a time. I have a feeling that you and I may deal with some of the same things. And if, and if we're, we're not, not careful, careful what, 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 what I love about this, this, the, the, the goal of the men's ministry is, is, is it's, it's all about discipleship, it's about relationship, it's about, it's about being open and honest and real. And I'm, and I'm telling, telling you, you, in church, church if, we if we could ever get to the place that we took off our pious mask and just got real, real and let the Holy Spirit of God, and we begin to agree with what God shows us by the Spirit and deal with sin and stuff, I'm telling you, there could be some convictions that would lead to spiritual advancement like you have never seen. Man, who would want that? You're talking about getting real? What, what you, you see in the eyes of a man who just got real. And he, he wasn't playing the church, church game. game. 
I, I hope, hope you don't, don't want to play, play the church, church game. game. You know what's you know wrong with most of our churches in South Carolina that are Baptists and I can say this? Because they, they play the church game. game. And, and they're, they're good, good at it. And they, and they love, love it. it. I don't, I don't want to be that man who leads a church, church like that. And I don't, I don't think, think you want to be the church, church that's like that. Do you? Absolutely not. Listen, Listen to what he says. He, he contended. Not he went past. past. He, he commanded. He, he warned. Verses 15 and 21. He threw in verse 8. He, he cursed and beat and pulled out their hair in verse 25. Don't play, play with it. So I'll so finish, finish with this. this. It's, it's never too late to do, do the right thing. thing. Isn't that no good? That, that's, that's, that's why, why this, this, to, to me, me what, you, you don't see the word grace, grace in the text, but this text, text is laced and filled with, with grace. grace. So, so they, they sinned, sinned Nehemiah confronted them in their sin, and what happened? There was change. It is never too late to do the right thing. So, do you think Nehemiah ever tempted to quit? Do you think when he came back to Jerusalem, do you think it just bothered him? Maybe just a little? That, that nobody, nobody kept, kept their, their covenant? Well, I'm, I'm glad, glad he didn't quit. quit. I'm, I'm glad, glad he didn't give in to discouragement. But, but I, I will share this very quickly. I want you to see the four prayers that are in the text. Look at verse 14. Remember me, O my God, concerning this. And, and do, do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for his service. Verse 22. Remember this also in my favor, O my God, and spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. Verse 29. Remember them, O my God, because they have desecrated the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. I'm just back up on that one. Because one of the sons of Jodiah, some Bible commentators believe that was a distant family member of Nehemiah. So, so just, just because, because he was a member of the family tree, do you think he cut him any slack? No, no because what, what happened? Uh, therefore, I chased him from me. He, he ran, ran him out of town. town. I mean, I it was, was like they had a loser league town death match. Nehemiah put a body slam on him in the figure four and the dude had to leave. So, 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 so I'm just, just, you, you, I just want you to, you to feel this. this. And then the, 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 the last prayer is the last verse in the, in the chapter. Remember me, oh my God, for good. Two, Two things, things I'm done. done. I think, think Nehemiah is seeking to please God. God. I, and I think, I think that is the heart of each of these four prayers. God, everything that I am doing, I am seeking to please you. That's powerful. The second thing I would say is that God is calling us to be holy. And I, so, so I will end today with a question. Are his purposes of grace your purpose for life? Are his purposes of grace 
your purpose for life. I love the fact we sang the Scott that you led us in. The, the, the last, last song that you let us, man. Just, just thinking about heaven, thinking about standing for Jesus. Man, that's what Nehemiah's thinking. thinking. I, mean, I mean, honestly, that's, that's, that's what, what he's thinking. thinking. Lord, Lord, remember me. me. <laughs> he's, he's, he's being accountable to God. You, 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 and you, you, you do, do know that we are all going to be accountable to God. God. And, and that when we stand before him, him Look, look, here's, here's the, deal. the deal. This is why grace, grace means, means so much to me today. today. Because, because when I, as, soon as soon as I say that, that the, the very first thing that happens to me, I can start reminiscing and looking in the rearview mirror of my life of all the things that have brought me pain and all the things that are very sinful in my past. You with me? And I think of all... Why is it? That's the first thing I think of sometimes. All the junk, all the sin, all the mess. This, this is why God's, God's grace is so good. Do you realize that, that those, those are the very things that Jesus died for, shed his blood for, and the very things that God will not remember? That's grace! So, so grace enables me to remember him. And I want, I want him, him to remember, remember me. And when, when I stand, stand before him, listen, here, this, this is, is so good, y'all. When, when I stand before the Lord, I know for an absolute fact he will see me through the blood of Jesus. That's, That's how he's going to see me. That's, That's how he's going to see you. He will see you through the blood. What can wash away all my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in regret. I don't have to be a spiritual yo-yo, even though I find myself doing that sometimes. Grace. I want God's goal for grace to be a driving purpose in my life. So... Today, Lord, I praise you for your word. I praise you for your loving kindness. I praise you for your steadfastness. I thank you, God, that you have a plan and a purpose that is a, a redemptive plan and purpose that, that Lord, you, you will save and you will cleanse. Lord, Lord I, I pray for someone here today that may, may just struggle. And God, God, I get it. I can identify that, Lord, sometimes, sometimes we just struggle. And in, and in the moment, God, God we, we make, make a commitment, commitment and we, 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 in that, that moment, we feel like it's right. And it's, it's but Lord, Lord Sometimes, Sometimes we just forget about our part in that. And the pursuit of other things just get in the way. And Lord, we begin to listen to voices that are not your voice. And we hear things that we think is a truth, but in fact, it's a lie. And Lord, we... I, I, I just pray that we would, would act decisively this morning. God, God maybe may the Holy Spirit has shown us something today. And that God, God we, we could, could come and present that, that issue to you. We could, could lay it down at the feet of Jesus, believing Jesus that you died for that very sin. And today, we're not willing to hide it or to cover it up, but God, we're willing to uncover so that you will cover us and wash us in the blood of Jesus. Lord, if there's someone here today that needs to be saved, God, I pray that they would be saved. God, I pray. I just, I just pray for the body at large today. God, if there's anyone struggling, I pray, God, today that you would show them that, God, the purpose of your grace could be their life purpose. And God, that they would trust 
more what, what you say than what, what even their flesh says. And that, God, we would truly know what it means to walk with you, to walk in holiness, to be real, to be authentic, and just walk with you and enjoy the journey. And we pray that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Scott, our team is going to lead us in a time of invitation. My, my prayer is just simply this. If God spoke to you about anything today and you need to make a public response, I would just ask you to do that. If you just want to build a, an altar right there where you're standing and you just pray and you just talk to Jesus, then by all means, you do that. Whatever God says for you to do, just simply do it. Trust and Let's stand together. A public commitment, commitment is it? It's, it's just not. not. And there, there are a lot, lot of reasons for that. that. And but, but I was sure I'm nervous, nervous every time I walk up in that pulpit. I'm scared, scared to death. You, you may not think that, that but I'm telling you, the Lord knows. Inside, every bone in my body is trembling. All right. But, but Eli, Eli comes today professing Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Last, Last week with mom, mom uh, he, he prayed, prayed to receive Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And so, so he's making that public today. So would so you, you just encourage, encourage him? him? Would, would you, you do, do that? that? Amen. They, they love you, buddy. These, these folks, folks love you and, and they're, they're like, man, they're, they're like, like your cheering section today. All right? And so, man, you just... I, my, my prayer, prayer is you're just, just going to grow and, and grow and grow. And then the Lord's going to do a great and mighty thing. So that, that, you, you just, just preached preach the best, best message today, today buddy. Okay? okay? You, you, you didn't, didn't say a word, but yet, yet you preached the best message that could possibly be preached today. And that's, that's the testimony of a changed life. Amen? So can we just say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Amen. Just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. All right? Amen. 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 Listen, Listen, and after, after the service, service, if you got, got time, come by and just love on Eli and his family. family. Thank, Thank y'all. This, 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 this is like gold, gold right here. This, this is, is like gold. gold. Brother Scott, Scott, two or three, three things. things. Joey, Joey when is your meeting? Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. Rick, Rick Landing. Landing. 
Rick, why don't you blow your whistle while you're at it? I'm talking about that too. You gonna say something?